Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hitcher Stove and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. For the 20th consecutive year, we're on the air to cover Adams and Wells County High School sports. I'm Randy Fudge, and joined this year by Michael Sprunger. And our guests tonight, a little bit later in the show, will be the boys' cross-country team, some of them anyway, and their head coach, Randy Heisner. The comments and the remarks made by myself and Michael are our own opinions and in no way represent the words of WZBD or its employees. So sit back and relax as we look at high school sports. We'll be right back after these opening messages for the Week in Review from Woodcrest. Hi, this is Jason Lehman and Kevin Fox of Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio Solutions. We are Hitzer's National Fireplace Institute Certified Technician. Now through October 1st, we are doing our annual discounted clean and safety check on all gas fireplaces. Nothing is more disappointing than a misfunctioning fireplace on the first cold evening of fall. Contact Hitzer today and schedule your clean and safety check. As a local auto owner's independent agency, we are dedicated to assisting you in your time of need. We live and work right in your community, and we're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fortunately, emergencies don't happen every day, but when they do, we're here to personally see you through for life, home, car, and business insurance. Call us, your local independent auto owner's agent, today. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Grayburn Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street in Decatur. Adams Health Network offers rehabilitation in three locations to better serve you with physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and comprehensive orthopedic therapy all under one roof. At Adams Memorial Hospital, 1100 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, the Burnout Patient Clinic in the Swiss Village Complex, and Adams Heritage, 12011 Whittern Road in Monroeville. Call Adams Memorial and get your independence back as quickly and safely as possible. Adams Health Network, exceptional care, close to you. Welcome back to Hitzer Stoves Outdoor Patio Solution, uh, Solutions Midweek Sports Program, and I'm Randy Fudge. And I'm Michael Sprunger. And we're here to talk to you about high school sports in Adams and Wells Counties, and we're going to start out with the Adams Woodcrest Week in Review. Wednesday night, August 21st, in volleyball action, it was Huntington North 3, Bluffton 1, by scores of 25-15, 25-20, 21-25, and 25-20. In boys soccer, Belmont 1, Heritage 1, Norwell 0, Fort Wayne Northrop 0. Girls golf, Bluffton defeated Adams Central and Woodland by scores of 202, 203 to 237. And Madison Bebout from Adams Central tied the school record for nine holes with a 39. On Thursday night, August 22nd, girls soccer, Blackhawk Christian 5, South Adams 2. Uh, you guys have a score to report between Belmont and Dwinger because I did not get that. 
didn't nope. hear. Okay. I think I, I don't think it was good though. I think I'm pretty sure Dwanger won. Okay. Boys soccer, Norwell three, Blackhawk one, Jay County two, Heritage one. In girls golf, it was Fort Wayne North two eleven, South Adams two twenty one. Willis from Northside was medalist with a forty four. Norwell one ninety eight, Eastbrook two fifteen, Southern Wells two twenty. Bluffton two oh six, Mississippi two twenty, and Belmont one seventy eight and Norwell one eighty eight. In tennis, it was Belmont three, Bluffton two. In volleyball action, it was Heritage three, Norwell zero, Belmont three, Woodland zero, Wabash three, Bluffton zero. Scores 25-19, 25-14, 25-22. Adams Central three, Eastbrook zero. Scores 25-13, 25-13, 25-14. South Adams three, Canterbury zero. Scores of 25-14, 25-8, and 25-10. On Friday, August 23rd, in high school football action, it was Adams Central 40, Belmont 0, South Adams 40, Winchester 0, Norwell 47, Jay County 0. Is there a trend there, Michael? It sounds like there's a trend. A lot of shutouts. And that will break it, though. Fremont 33, Southern Wells 16, and Bluffton 24, and Northfield 20. On Saturday, August 24th, in volleyball action, a lot of tournaments going on. Bluffton 2-0 over Adams Central, 25-20, 25-20. Madison Grant 2-0 over Bluffton, 25-20, 25-23. South Adams 2-0 over Caston, 25-10, 25-22. South Adams over Rochester, 25-14, 25-20. Belmont, or sorry, Eastern over Bluffton, 2-0, 25-14, 25-18. South Adams 2-1 winners over North Miami, Manchester 2 over Southern Wells, 25-7, 25-11. Elwood 2-0 over Southern Wells, 25-11, 25-10. And Danville 2-0 over Southern Wells, 25-11 and 25-12. In girls soccer, it was South Adams 4, Blackford 0, Blackhawk Christian 2, Norwell 1. In boys soccer, it was Blackhawk 2, Norwell 1. Can't read my own writing. Woodland, Woodland two, Norwell one. In tennis, it was Mississippi five, Adams Central zero, South Adams five, and Fort Wayne South zero. And Norwell in uh, <laughs> tennis action won the DeKalb Invitational on Saturday the twenty fourth. Monday, August twenty sixth, volleyball action: Mississippi three, Bluffton one, 27. In tennis, it was. Norwell 5, South Adams 0. On Tuesday, August 27th, in volleyball action, it was South Adams 3, Eastbrook 0, 25-14, 25-10, 25-12. Adams Central was defeated by Parkway 3-0, 25-18, 25-20, 25-19. Belmont was defeated by Fort Wayne Concordia 3-0, 28-26, 25-18, and 25-23. And I was told that the first game and the third game in that match were just phenomenal volleyball action, and so those two teams are are pretty equal, and they might have they'll probably meet up again in uh, postseason play. Yeah, I imagine we'll see those on the in the postseason matching up against each other. And but it'll be interesting where they're at at that point in the year, you know. And they, one thing about Craig Crawl's squaws, I read that he has one sectional in 14 of his 15 seasons as head coach at Belmont. Yeah. So he'll he'll have his girls ready. Bluffton defeated Blackford three games to zero, 25-15, 25-9, In tennis, it was Huntington North four, Bluffton one, and Norwell five, South Adams zero. 
And these are your Adams Woodcrest Week in Review. Coming up after the commercials, we'll have Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guest, the boys' cross-country team, and Coach Randy Heisner from the Belmont Braves. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue. Since 1980, we have been your screen printing professionals. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 Commerce Drive in Decatur. We take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments. If you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated, we can do it. Schools, organizations, business apparel, and more. Your design or custom design. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Welcome back to Hitzer Stowe's and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. And now it's time for our Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guests. And tonight we welcome in uh, three members and the coach of the Belmont Cross Country Team. So first of all, welcome in, fellas. Thanks, Randy. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on opening night for year 20 of, of Hitzer Sports. And uh, can't think of a better way to start it off than with a team of your caliber i've been watching your scores and and your races and uh tell us a little bit about uh wh what you were expecting this year and how things are are playing out so far well we had a, a very fine season last year we won uh, sectional for a third year in a row we're runners up in the regional for a third year in a row that's the hump we'd like to get over this year um and one conference so we had a very strong team and fortunately we returned five of our top seven and i think eight of our top ten so I thought we'd be pretty good. I would, I would be pretty disappointed if we weren't. <laughs> so uh, uh, the guys had a real good summer, though, because, you know, if they would have gotten complacent and just said, hey, we were pretty good and we got a lot of guys back, we should be good again, that doesn't work very well. Um, so they worked very hard this summer and came into to the start of the season in really good shape. So for us cross-country novices that are uh, – I, I know, obviously, the guys that finish in the top ten, uh, you know, they score – fewer points for you right can right. you go through the scoring for some of, for our listeners out there? sure yes yeah, it's, it's actually pretty simple basically take your top five finishers and add their places up and that's your team score so of course the low score wins um it gets a little more complicated when you think that in some of the bigger meets like the conference meet or the sectional you're limited to, to seven runners so you run put seven guys on the line the top five are going to compile your score but then the other two can still help you out because, say, my sixth man beats the fifth man from Leo. Yeah, that's going to push their score up. That was a good school to pick, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we can push another team's score up by having our sixth or seventh runner uh, beating one of their scorers. And I read, was it at Salina, where you actually had your top six runners were in the top ten? Right, yeah, including we had the top three. Yeah, Kyle Lawson won the meet, and uh, Isaac Filling was second, and Jordan Garlinger was third. So that's a – and it wasn't a huge invitational. There were eight or nine teams in it, I think. Uh, in a couple of our upcoming meets, we're going to have over 30 teams. In fact, there's one where uh, in Tiffin, Ohio, where we have 45 to 50. Wow. So we probably won't, probably won't get one, two, three in that one. I mean, it would be awesome if we did, but <laughs> I'm not counting and on that. Who, who's the team that you keep finishing runner-up to in the regional? Well, it was Huntington North uh, in 16 and 17, and last year it was Wabash. We kind of went into the season thinking that you know, we'd have to beat Huntington North, and then we did, but Wabash sneaked past us. So uh, it was a different team that foiled us last year. And are year. those teams strong again? Wabash is a lot like us. They, I think they returned five of their top seven, and including the top two return, returning runners in the regional. So uh, they're a very formidable opponent. But uh, we actually beat them at the Norwell Invitational a couple weeks ago. Although their number two runner had an uncharacteristically awful race, if he would have run his normal race, it would have been just nip and tuck. So, so it's a good matchup. We look forward to seeing him. Before we pass the mic around to your guys for the first time, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, how how long you've been doing this? Uh, okay. What what motivates you to c- continue doing it? Okay, I've done this at Belmont for 35 years. This is my, or this is my 35th year. Um, I've been coaching overall for 40 years in various sports, but uh, now I'm down to just cross country as far as coaching goes. Um, and as far as what motivates me to keep coming back is I have great kids and it's fun. And, uh, you know, is this, they're, they're hard workers. They, uh, I'll say this about, about them, and, I've, and I can say this about all, all my best teams, that they have fun, but they know when to do the work. So we can go right from joking around, having fun, to, okay, it's time to do this workout, and they get their game faces on, and they do the work. Okay, and you were a teacher. Right, yeah, I retired uh, after the 2018 school year and um, did that for 38 years. So you have lots of part-time things still. Right, I uh, umpire college and high school baseball in the spring and summer and and coach cross-country in the fall, do a little bit of substitute teaching. But, yeah, I have a little more free time now, so it's been great for – for me and for my wife as well. well I'm semi-retired too, and my wife keeps telling me that I'm doing more now than I was when I was working full time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's days when it's pretty busy. Like today, I thought I was going to have some time to read and do some other things, and I had some cross-country tasks to do, and and uh, a couple other errands to run. Next thing you know, it was like 2:30, and I had to get to practice. So, so one of your team goals would be to to uh, maybe win the regional championship. Right, um, and we never overlook the sectional. I mean, we're probably the favorite team in the sectional, but uh, just as in other sports, like weird, weird things can happen. You can have a key injury or some other team can just have a great day. So, uh, so our first performance goal, I would say, would be to uh, win the sectional again. And then we hope to be in a good position to win the regional. And the conference. And the conference, right. Yeah, last year we were fortunate to win the conference for the first time in school history. We've been runner-up multiple times. And, you know, for a lot of years when uh, in the old conference when Homestead and Carroll were in it, it was just really tough. Like I've had some dynamite teams that just couldn't get past – those two teams, you who, know. Who's the team to beat in the conference besides Belmont? Uh, Columbia City. Yeah, they, they were uh, runners-up to us last year, and they have the top two returning guys from the conference meet. And uh, so last year we beat them on depth. But uh, this year they're a little deeper. So it should be okay. a really good matchup, kind of like with us in Wabash. 
Okay, well, why don't you pass the mic on here? Okay. Thank you. And why don't you tell us, first of all, who you are and uh, what grade in school? Uh, I'm Isaac Filling. I'm a junior. A filling in Decatur. Yep. I can't, can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking off the air about Hershey's and cars from Adam Central and fillings from uh, from Belmont. Yeah. Who's your, who's your mom and dad? Uh, Mendy and Dean Filling. Okay. You said Dean Filling. Yes. As in the the banker. Yep. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> and what? Why don't you tell us a little bit? How many? How long you been running? What got you involved in, in cross country? I've been running since my sixth grade year, and what really got me going was this pretty weird, but I always wanted to kind of show up my brothers, and my oldest brother ran cross country, so I thought, I'm going to run cross country and get better than he did. I did that in seventh grade year, but then my partner in crime, Jordan, came along and was beating me then, so I was just like, okay, he's my new oldest brother. I got to beat him now. And are you beating him now? Right now I am. My brother I beat a long time ago. Okay. Okay, let's pass it on there. Tell us who you are and who, who your parents are. Uh, I'm Kyle Lawson, a senior at Belmont. My parents are Brian Weil, Alice Weil, and Glenn Lawson. Okay, Kyle Lawson. That name rings a bell in my mind because I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and there's this little pesky guy from Belmont named Lawson that keeps uh, – I wouldn't say pesky. You're not pesky? You don't call yourself pesky? It's stubborn. Stubborn? Okay. How did you get involved in cross country? Um, actually, it's the guy two seats to my left that chased me down on a bike and a car. Because um, <laughs> I, I, uh, if any, anybody knows me, I played football um, from fifth grade all the way up until eighth grade. And that was fun. But uh, the reason I was good at football is because I was a fast runner and a hard worker from wrestling. So um, when – Mr. Heisner, Coach Heisner came up and said, you should join cross country. And then I saw the great program and all the guys that were, all, I think were going to be a lot cooler than the, the football guys that were coming in. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to give it a shot. And I've been in love with it ever since, since uh, freshman year. Okay. Let's pass it on there. Let's start out by telling us who you are and who your parents are. I'm Jordan Garlinger. I'm a junior in, at Belmont High School. And my parents are Elvis Garlinger and Dana Garlinger. Okay, and how did you get involved with cross country? Uh, well, this guy and a few other get people talked me into doing it seventh grade year. Are you glad you did? Yeah, I'm glad now. It's been a lot of fun. I've been chasing this guy down for a few years. Yeah, who's this guy? We can, our our, our <laughs> audience can't see the finger pointing. <laughs> this guy's Isaac, filling the one to my two seats to my left. Okay, uh, Michael, why don't you uh, ask him a couple questions here and. Uh, you, you use this one there. Uh, my question uh, would be, what does a week look like for practice? Of course, you're going to have a meet midweek or on a Saturday, but what does that your practice routine look like? Uh, so the practice actually starts on Sunday, the day after the race. So that can be anywhere from four to six-mile recovery run. Um, I'm sorry. We're in the state of Indiana. You're not allowed to practice on Sunday. It's voluntary. It is voluntary. Coach, no, no, no. Do, coach doesn't tell us to do it. It's optional. But uh, but you consider a four- to six-mile run a cool, a relaxing practice. Yeah. All right. Just making sure I heard that right. Yeah, that's a relaxing practice. Then uh, depending if we have a race on Tuesday, which we usually don't, we usually come back and hit it hard on Monday. And then um, Tuesday, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, could be a max speed workout or um, VO2 max or – depending and then wednesday recovery 
Thursday, another hard one. And then Friday, we usually rest, uh, rest up a little bit for the race coming on Saturday. Um, and then the cycle restarts. Long run every nine days, once every nine days. Long run anywhere from eight to nine, eight to nine miles. We actually did that um, the day before our race yesterday. So we did, we had a nine mile long run in the rain on Monday with weight room and core and came back and won the race on Tuesday. So you guys have predetermined routes for your runs? Oh yeah, we're blessed with the Greenway. Okay. The, the River Greenway that runs all the way through Decatur. It's uh, amazing, yeah. Well, Isaac, can you tell us what it's like running in the rain? Cons- I, on a, you know, like you're not going inside, not getting a rain jacket. I, for one, like the rain. I'm some, I know some runners really hate it and it's, I'm gonna melt, I'm gonna drown maybe. I love it. I don't have to worry about getting too hot and if I need a drink, I can just tilt my head back. And my favorite part's probably uh, all the branches get a bunch of water on it, so I'll jump up and yank them so the people behind me get just drenched. The only problem I have with it is when you get in that longer mileage and then you're just drenched by the end of your run and your shoes feel more like bricks than they do paper. Anyone gotten lost at pra- during practice? So far, I have not heard of anyone getting lost. It's scared, yeah, think. it's more, <laughs> it, there's a really kind of concrete trail through a town and through woods, so it's kind of set where you're going to go. Any dogs? I Yeah, whenever we run into town, there was this one dog. It always have a leash that went right to the sidewalk. And one of these times, I was on the edge of the sidewalk talking, and I look back, and all of a sudden, I just hear this dog barking, and it just jumps at me. And I pushed people out of the way, got to the other side of the sidewalk. Some people got pushed off of the sidewalk into the street a little, but no cars. That's good. Um, what would you say is your favorite course in the schedule or that you've ran in, in the past? It's probably between New Prairie or Tiffin, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably say New Prairie. It's just lots of hills. There's a few straights, but once you go back into the woods, there's a dried-out creek bed where you get to run up the walls and you kind of feel like you're out of X Games. But then you... The worst part, but it kind of adds some challenge and makes it a little fun. There's a very long hill, about 200 meters or so, just straight incline. And you'll see racers of all different types. There'll be the ones sprinting up the hill, the ones dying and walking, and then the ones that just kind of jog up it. And that's kind of what we're taught to do. And then we get get the last laugh kind of, and whenever someone sprints up it, we just pass them right after that. Well, that's interesting. Coach, do you have um, – you've coached a long time. Anyone that's qualified for the state meet? Yeah, we've had four individuals make the state meet and a few others come really, really close. But, uh, yeah, the first one was uh, Jerry Heller way back in 88. And uh, he actually made all state by finishing in the top 25. And uh, Kyle Hyman, uh, Josh Quintana, and our school record holder Steve Teamy are the other three. And so with – your team this year, how close are are they to the record? Um, th- these top three guys have been running great, and any one of them or more, more than one could possibly make it to state individually. We hope to make it as a team. Um, 
we are in a particularly d- difficult semi-state to get that done <laughs> because, as uh, you might know, cross-country is just one class. So, you know, we're about 670 students, and we're knocking heads with uh, Fishers, you know, well over 2,000, maybe 3,000 kids, uh, you know, Northrop, Snyder, Penn, schools like that. So uh, it makes it very difficult. But uh, there are 20 teams in our semi-state, and the top six advance. And uh, we've been seventh a couple times, and uh, at least twice we've been within 15 seconds of going to <laughs> state. So that uh, that'll uh, make you reconsider like every move you made during the season, so trying to think how you could have squeezed out 15 more seconds. So we have a lot of class sports in the state of Indiana. Right. Why not? Why not just go across the board like Michigan and just have class every sport like michigan like ohio like illinois like almost any other state you can name yeah it's a great question randy so, <laughs> i wish you would address it to the I, I, I would i could do that for you yeah so you're saying indiana is kind of behind the times i'd say so yeah uh we really we, we go to ohio for a couple meets um and the big one we go to is tiffin and the uh tiffin meet is at one time was the biggest or second biggest meet in the nation i think it's still right up there and um, our race that we run is, well, they, they divide it into three divisions the way they do their state tournament series. So we're in the mid-division because we're a mid-sized school. And typically there will be 45, 50 teams in our race. And I think last year we were seventh over there. We've been as high as second before. Um, but I really like looking at the state rankings in Ohio and seeing how we compare with state-ranked teams in Division Two over there. And uh, in recent years we've fared pretty well last year we beat a state ranked team and came close to a couple others um so yeah if we were in ohio i think we'd have several trips to state meet but we're not in ohio and one thing i teach my guys is you know some things in life you can't control and those things you shouldn't waste a lot of emotional energy on so we we uh try to concentrate on what we can control well we appreciate talking to you guys and we're going to talk to you more in a little bit but we think we're gonna take our another set of commercial breaks and after that michael's going to come back with the the uh, preview of the week to come. So we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Jason Lehman and Kevin Fox of Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio Solutions. We are Hitzer's National Fireplace Institute Certified Technician. Now through October 1st, we are doing our annual discounted clean and safety check on all gas fireplaces. Nothing is more disappointing than a misfunctioning fireplace on the first cold evening of fall. Contact Hitzer today and schedule your clean and safety check. with Lawn and Garden, Paints and Stains, Hand Tools, Fasteners, Plumbing, and Electrical Supplies. Your local hardware store since 1972. Located across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs and they'll be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. 
See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Childbirth is one of the most memorable moments of your life, and Adams Memorial Hospital's Maternity Center offers childbirth education classes to help answer questions you may have about your upcoming blessed event. Sign up now for the next childbirth education class by calling 724-2145, extension 12500. That extension again is 12500. Cost is only $20 for those families delivering at Adams Memorial. Exceptional care, close to home. Welcome back to the Hitzer Stove and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. We're on the segment now for the Adams Memorial Hospital Week in preview. In preview, and here's Michael Sprunger. Uh, today we have girls golf, Blackford at Adams Central, girls soccer, Belmont at Northside, Norwa at Leo. Uh, Thursday, August 29th, volleyball, Blackford at Adams Central, South Adams at Belmont, Southern Wells at Mississippi. Cherubusco at Bluffton, girls soccer, Belmont at Columbia City, South Adams at Wapahani, uh, girls golf for Thursday, Southern Wells at Delta, tennis, Adams Central at Norwell, South Adams at New Haven, Blackhawk at Belmont, uh, we have boys soccer, Leo at Norwell, Friday, August 30th, we got football, Adams Central at Eastside, Belmont at South Adams, Southern Wells at Blackford, Norwell at Heritage, Manchester at Bluffton. In the SAC contest Friday night, we have Concordia at Homestead, Northside at Dwanger. First home game ever for Bishop Dwanger. Yeah, now state champions in 4A, and they've won state, I think, a total of four or five times. And they are just now getting their own football facility at, at Fort Wayne Dwanger. And it's beautiful, Randy. I drove past it a few weeks ago. They have the, score, uh, the scores uh, box. Uh, Press box. Uh, press box, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a score table. That's basketball. But um, they have that installed. Bleachers are ready to go. Now, who would you say they play? They play Northside. Well, I think that'd be a, that would be a might be a win. That might be a Chris in the stadium. We, we don't need to pick that one nope. later. Uh, I have Fort Wayne Wayne at Lures, Northrop at Southside, Carroll at Snyder. Should be a good matchup. Yeah, let's go back for a minute there. Let's talk about that uh, Lures-Wayne game. Well, so you saw that Lures came out flat against Carroll, and it was, what, 40? 33-0. And And I picked Lures. Yeah, and I picked Carroll. Um, But let's remember what Wayne was like last year. And I don't know what they have coming back, but. Well, they're they're Division I athletes uh, suiting up for the uh, Buckeyes of Ohio State. Well, maybe then they will be a little closer, but I guess we'll kind of see more what Lures is about. Okay. Uh, to finish out, uh, well, that is the uh, that is the SAC um, volleyball for Tuesday, uh, the th- 9th, September third. Oh, yeah. Go back to the NE eight for football. We have DeKalb at Garrett, uh, New Haven at Mississippi, Mishawaka at East Noble, Central Noble at Columbia City, Jay County at Huntington North, Angola at Leo. In the ACAC, we have Woodland at Marion Local, and that is in Maria Stein, Ohio. And Marion Local is tough year in and year out, so we'll see. I think Woodland might be starting 0-2. Okay. That's Fudge's prediction there. Saturday, 31st, we have tennis, Belmont at Wayne, volleyball, Adam Central at the Wapahani Invitational, 
Belmont at Yorktown Invitational, and Southern Wells at Northfield. Girls Golf is Adam Central. Can't read my writing. I can't. It looks like it's by county hosted by Bluffton. Yep. Tennis. All, all the schools in Adams and Wells, Wells County will be there playing at Bluffton. Tennis is Adams Central, South Adams, and Fort Wayne Northside and South at Adams Central. Boys soccer, Luthers, Bishop Lures at Norwell. Girls soccer is Norwell at Columbia City. Uh, cross country is it's a boys and girls meets here. South Adams at Greenville Invitational. And AC and Norwell at Taylor University Invite. Tuesday, September 3rd, tennis, Adams Central at Belmont. Bluffton at Manchester. Cross country is the Bi-County at South Adams. That was just a recent update that we received tonight from Coach. And volleyball for Tuesday, September 3rd, Southside at Adams Central. Parkway at South Adams. Belmont at Heritage. Southern Wells at Norwell. Bluffton at Southwood. Girls soccer, South Adams at Jay County. Boys soccer, Belmont at Norwell. Cross country to Cobb at Norwell, and that is your Adams Memorial Hospital preview for the week ahead. Okay, and we're going to go right into our next segment here and uh, hand the microphone back to the coach there. And I made an executive decision tonight, and we are going to award the Decatur Hardware and Rental Outstanding Performers to the team that's sitting in our studio tonight, the Belmont uh, Cross Country team. Uh, team on your outstanding uh performance that you you had uh winning your own invitational and uh, i believe you scored 22 points right yeah and that's a pretty low score for an invitational yeah. and second place was uh, new haven new haven right they were at 47 another conference foe so why don't you go ahead coach and talk about your invitational a little bit here okay yeah we have uh, 11 teams in our invitational uh, as you said, including uh, New Haven, a conference foe. And uh, New Haven is a vastly improved team from last year. And um, I was a little concerned before the meet because I knew they had a really great meet at uh, Monroe Central uh, the previous Saturday. And in the first mile, they were actually beating us. And uh, I kind of scored it out there, and they were a few points ahead of us. But my guys just really had a great second half of the race and kind of reeled them in and, and ended up pulling away and, and getting the win. But, uh, but New Haven's tough, and they got some young guys that I expect will improve quite a bit over the season. So we think they'll be our main challenger in the uh, sectional. Is Columbia City in that sectional? No. They're in another one. No, they go – yeah, they go to – I think they, they got stuck in a Fort Wayne sectional, I think. Oh, lucky yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, tough draw for them. How many teams are in the sectional? I think 11 or 12 most years. You know, some, you know every once in a while a team – or a school might not have a team if they don't get enough kids. But uh, I think when everyone in our field has a team, it's 12. And how is that decided which school goes where? Another great question because it's shifted over the years. Like for a few years, Homestead actually came to our sectional. And one of the biggest wins in my coaching career was 2009 when we beat them to win the sectional uh, because, you know, that's a school of over 2,000 kids. They have a great tradition. And, uh, in fact, this year they're ranked fifth in the state. And uh, we, don't, but we won't see them until uh, semi-state. But um, and since there's no classes in cross country, in Indiana, fifth in the state is fifth in the state. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So four of the top five teams in the state are in our semi-state. So it's a rough field. But uh, you know, again, we can't control that. We can't control how good the other right. teams get. We we just kind of take the stoic approach. 
don't worry about things that you can't control. And what can you control? Well, you can train, can control how well you train, how hard you race, and how good a teammate you are, all those kinds of things. And if we do, the, do those things well, we think we can show up at the semi-state and have a chance. Do you, is there any advantage to, ho- you guys host sectional? Right. Is there, do you see big advantage in that? I don't think it's a huge advantage because our, our course, well, our course, we've had five courses in four years because of a lot of construction on our okay. campus. So we don't know the course any better than <laughs> most other teams. Um, but generally speaking, you know, we know the grounds better. Um, and I think, uh, you know, familiarity makes a course seem easier perhaps. So, you know, I'll admit there's probably a slight advantage to having uh, the, the, the uh, sectional on our home course. But our course isn't terribly difficult. Like th- there aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of hills. There's some small upgrades, but um, you know, it's, it's not a difficult course. I think if you have a really difficult course, like the one that Isaac was talking about at uh, New Prairie, like it's a really difficult course. They have the, the big hill he was talking about, which is nicknamed Agony Hill. Um, you run through that creek bed and you know, I think a course like that, there's probably more of a home course advantage. You know, you get to practice sure. on that hill and be really familiar with the footing in that creek bed and so on. But um, on a on a pretty standard course like ours, I don't think it's a huge advantage. Is there a hill you guys utilize for some training? Yeah, the city uh, built me a hill a few years ago um, over by the the water tower just uh, east of I, town. I think I've driven past that and seen people running up and down. Right, there, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they didn't actually build it for me, but they may as well have because uh, we didn't really have many places in Decatur where we could – train hills very seriously so i don't know that's maybe been six or seven years ago that they built that and it's been a real boon to our training that we have a, a real hill that we can run repetitions on now man-made but real right yeah yeah, yeah. we'll take it <laughs> oh, that's great um so looking at the schedule this year what's one of the most uh challenging places you'll run or opponent that you'll have well as i said the regional we, we know wabash and not only wabash but oak hill uh, Oak Hill was third last year in the regional, not too far behind us, and they have everybody back. So another formal op- opponent. And Huntington North, even though they're a little down, I mean, that's a big school, and they're usually they're usually good. So uh, at the regional level, we have those teams. Um, in a f- couple of weeks, we go to this big meet in Tiffin, and I think there, I think I counted six of the top seven ranked teams in Division Two in Ohio that will be in our race. And they give five team plaques there, and our goal is to get one of those team plaques. So we're going to have to beat a couple of state-ranked teams. But I feel confident we can do that if we run well that day. Randy? Yeah. Want to tell us a little bit about how many teams advance from the sectional to the regional and how many from the regional to semi-state and state state to state? Okay, yeah. uh, Yeah, five teams advance from the sectional to the regional, and then five five from the regional to the semi-state. And then at semi-state – uh, this has changed over the years. Uh, at one time, it was four. And then I think some of the clamoring about class sports has probably helped with this. It went to five for several years, and now it's six. So they've opened it up a little bit, uh, I think, to uh, maybe accommodate the occasional small school that can And then what, what about individuals? Like if your team doesn't uh, advance? Yeah, that's, uh, that's also changed over the years. It used to be the top ten individuals, this period. You had to get in top ten. And then they changed that about three years ago, I think, maybe four. Um, and now they take out the schools that qualified. So now if you're in the top ten, take that back. It was it was ten at one time, 
individuals, then it was 15. Now it's the top 10 who aren't on a team. So if the top five teams, you take out all the individuals, and so yeah. you could have, like, number 40 advancing. Right, exactly. To, okay. Yeah. Does that yeah. ever happen? I don't think as high, much as 40, but I think as high as 30 or 31. Yeah, because okay. sometimes, you know, you get a team like Fishers, and Fishers is ranked um, second or third in the state. And, you know, they're going to come in with, with seven kids who can really run. And, you know, five of those kids might be in the top 25 or top 20 even. And uh, so, yeah, some of those high-powered teams will come in and, and uh, have some great individuals. So if their team makes it, take those kids out and then count down for 10. So it makes it, it some drama at the award ceremony yeah. because, you know, in the old days you could just tell, you know, what place you got. Right, but now you got to wait until you hear the team scores, and then do all the math. So, who, who <laughs> yeah. was your last Belmont runner to advance to the state? Uh, Steve Teamy in '02, our school record holder. He ran 15:52 in the old Manchester semi-state. So it's been 17 years. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Um, Justin Gephardt missed by just a couple seconds um, a couple years ago. Well, one, of, one of you guys is due. That's right. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, and as yeah. I said, any one of these three, they're so all So keep, they're keep all the mic there, and then we're going to have you pass it back and forth there. We're going we're gonna to move into our section now. The Graber Insurance predicts the prognosticators. I think I'm reading that right. Predicts the prognosticators. I can't even say it, Steve. But we're going we're gonna to pick some contests, and we're going to start with tomorrow night. I know you guys are all going to probably pick a volleyball game because here in Bern. You know, they're thinking, hey, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year that we can we can beat Belmont. So South Adams at Belmont. Well, I'm going to have to go with Belmont. And I've, I don't really watch a lot of volleyball because I'm pretty busy in the, in the fall. But I'm certainly aware of the Belmont tradition and the uh, great job that Coach Carl does. So I'm going to go with Belmont. Okay. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Belmont. I've seen our girls play before. And like most years, they've been pretty good. And they just keep coming at them. Well, I'm pretty sure our girls are going for another sectional title, so I'm pretty sure we're going to uh, win tomorrow. Yeah, our, and they're in a very hard that. sectional now. I oh, believe I they're either with Yorktown or Delta in sectional now. I'm going to show some school spirit and keep it Belmont. Okay. What about you, Mr. Sprunger? You live in Burn uh, now. I'm going to go ahead, because my daughter is a Starfire, and I'm going to go with the – and I'm an alumni – I'm going to go with the Starfires since the <laughs> majority of the room picked Belmont. So okay. go Starfires, beat, I, beat the I, squaws. I'm in charge of the program, so I'm not making a pick. So let's go to uh, let's go to football now. Let's go to uh, uh, Adam Central on the east side. Wow. You know anything about football? I really don't know very much about football. I, but I do know this. I do know Adam Central has a solid program. And even after graduating 17 seniors last year, apparently they're very good again. Uh, I know the coaching staff does a great job. Uh, I don't know anything about Eastside, but when in doubt, I think pick Adam Central. Okay. Yeah, I also don't follow up with much football, but I'm probably going to pick Adam Central as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to pick Eastside. I think they're doing one. Yeah, you're a Belmont wrestler. I, I predicted that. Yeah. <laughs> I know some good AC kids. I'm gonna go some. I'm gonna go with AC. Okay. Michael. Um. Look, looking at what Eastside did last week, it's kind of tough. I mean, both of the teams played well. If you look at the score, 
Um, I don't remember who Eastside's opponent was. Heritage. Heritage. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Eastside. And I'll I'll reserve the right not to make a pick. But I'll just tell you, <laughs> like Kirk Kirk Herbstreit does. Point of emphasis for the game. Uh, Adam Central's got to play uh, turnover-free football. Going on the road up at Butler. Uh, east side beat Heritage 44-0-41-0. Steve just handed me this. And uh, I asked a couple of the coaches today up in Monroe what the key to the game was, and they said, well, they're big. East side's big. And very quickly after that he said, Belmont's big. He says, but Eastside's playing a sophomore quarterback, and he says, I think we can get the job done. But uh, I won't make a pick. But uh, Does Eastside still run the option quite a bit? I don't know what they run anymore. Okay. Uh, I think they were, they were pretty fast last time I remember. So Now you got to have, have a good – one last pick here, Michael, and I'm putting this game in because of your uncle, who was the AD at DeKalb for years. DeKalb, big win last week. Yeah, big win. Gigantic win, knocking off Angola, who uh, – was undefeated the last two regular seasons and just lost to Fort Wayne doing her one state. But now it could have a little letdown here, but DeKalb is on the road at Garrett. So it's possible that DeKalb last beat Angola when my uncle was athletic director. Yes. And, and that was, I think, in the early 2000s when he retired. Probably back when Brad Weber, who lives Luke. in Decatur, was the quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say DeKalb – Stays stays uh, on the winning trend and beats their cross county rival. Okay, Garrett. Uh, my sister in law teaches at DeKalb. I'm going with DeKalb. Okay, that a great reason. Yeah, okay, that's great. Uh, I just I have a few friends from DeKalb and I know a few of their runners, so I'm going to say DeKalb. Uh, I know how big Garrett is. I know how mean they are. So I'm going to go. Garrett's going to get the win this time. Again, a wrestling pick, right? Uh, DeKalb's coming off a big win, so I'm going to go DeKalb. Okay. All right, we'll be back to talk to these guys a little bit more, but right now we're going to take another set of commercial breaks. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, member Adams Health Network. We're here at Craigville Appliance. You have to hear this. Speed Queen, the industry's leader of quality washers and dryers, introduced the deal of the decade. If you purchase and have installed a matching washer and dryer before September 30th, 2019, you'll receive a decade-long warranty, parts and labor, in-home service. That's 10 years' peace of mind. Come in and pick out your set and get on a schedule. Don't delay. We have 12-month financing available. Come in for details or check us out on the web at cappliance.com. That's Cat. Meow. Appliance.com. 
Hi, this is Jason Lehman and Kevin Fox of Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio Solutions. We are Hitzer's National Fireplace Institute Certified Technician. Now through October 1st, we are doing our annual discounted clean and safety check on all gas fireplaces. Nothing is more disappointing than a misfunctioning fireplace on the first cold evening of fall. Contact Hitzer today and schedule your clean and safety check. Welcome back to Hitzer Stoves and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. We'd like to thank Hitzer Stoves for being our lead sponsor for the past 20 years and also want to thank our supporting sponsor, Mind's Eye Graphics. And one question more for the, for the fellows here, and Coach, you can answer this if you want to too, but uh, why don't you tell us two questions actually. Tell us what your favorite subject is in school. You're not in school anymore. <laughs> and your most embarrassing moment. You don't have to answer this, Coach. Great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, I taught English for 38 years. So is that actually, your favorite subject? No, but, well, it is now. Uh, but actually in school, math was. And I think partly just because I, I, I had a couple of great math teachers who were uh, just super people and, and fun to, to uh, be in their classroom. So, but, yeah, English. So do you have an embarrassing career. moment from, like, umpiring? Or? Oh, too many to count from umpiring. Are you kidding? Yeah, like, uh, you've done some umpiring, right? Oh, yeah. Ever lose the count? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's yes. an embarrassing moment when that happens and maybe you ring a guy up on w the second strike instead of the third. They um, do that in the big leagues though. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's happened to me a couple times. Um, and of course sometimes you just miss a call and like you realize you missed a call, but there's like nothing you can do about it. And you act like you didn't miss the right, call. Right. Exactly. You yeah. have to put on a little bit of an act. Um, one time, uh, when, a team had runners on – this is in a college game. Uh, a team had runners on first and third, and they did the old steal of second and then try to steal home. Well, second baseman comes in to cut the ball off and knocks me over. <laughs> that <laughs> so that would be embarrassing. Didn't see that coming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pass it on down sure. there to Mr. Felling. What's your favorite subject in school? I want to say science. Science? Yep. And are you looking at going into something in the science field? I'd like to go into marine biology. Very good. Mm -hmm. And do you know where you're going to go to college? I want to go undergrad at Purdue. Then I'm still trying to find a school for a doctor. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't really know what – I know good schools, but I don't know any that are closer or less out-of-state tuition. There's a key right there, yeah. out-of-state <laughs> tuition. Well, you're going to have to win the Lilly Grant. Yeah, apparently. Have you applied for it? <laughs> not yet okay okay I'm, I'm saving that i'll save that for senior year okay you're only a junior right yeah okay Wh what about an embarrassing moment uh probably back in winter training we were going into the river greenway and it's fun whenever the ice melts the snow melts and the river will flood it over and when it goes back down whenever it freezes back over it's a fun ice rink out there and there's a few flooded spots, but we could run around it and all that. And I was making fun of a few of them because they didn't know how to run on the ice or navigate around. And while I sat waiting on them to get across a patch, I just started sliding and sliding. And then I fell down and I kept sliding. And the river was flooded to the point where it was on the trail. So I was starting to slide into the river. So I started freaking out and trying to grab onto something. Luckily, Jordan grabbed onto like a branch and some solid ground, 
had to grab me and yank me out when my feet were going into the river. So I about probably was going to be lost in the St. Mary's that day. That's a good friend. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Lawson, what's your favorite subject in school? Um, I'm probably going to say POE, which is Principles of Engineering. It's really fun. Right now we're building Rube Goldberg machines, and uh, it's coming up on week two. So do you want to do something with engineering then? When you yeah, I, I'm, I'm either thinking something with like marketing or um, something with becoming with management or something in engineering, probably electrical. Or and do you know where you're going to go to college? Uh, I'm thinking Purdue or PFW, um, Indiana Tech. I've got I've got a big list of like eight schools I'm looking at. And are you planning on running or wrestling in college? I plan on um, doing some sort of college sport, but if I don't go into college sport, I want to go straight into ultra marathons which is my goal when I'm done competing okay. for a school. And what about an embarrassing moment? Um, so I've got, I've got quite a few. I'll <laughs> skim over them. I've been attacked by a bat in cross country. Um, I've tackled my coach off his bicycle. Um, I made a fool of myself during the national anthem in a porta potty. Um, oh. But I def- definitely have to say um, the funniest moment was when I was running the greenway. And it was, if you don't know what a tempo run is, I'm going to explain it real, qu- real, real fast. It's when you're going a little bit slower than race pace, but for a longer period of time. And when I run those races, when I run those, I can barely hear anything. So from, the, from behind me, I hear on your left. But what it actually registers in my head is get to your left. So my coach is on his bike. So I make an abrupt move to my left and I tackle my coach <laughs> off his bike in the middle of a run, in the middle of a hard run. So I'm in the awkward position. Do I stop or do I coach gets up? Like it's like just from like like a war scene of a Hollywood movie. He goes go, and I'm. And neither, neither one of you was hurt. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't the one who got tackled off a bike. Okay. <laughs> he was not me. All right, pass her on to Jordan there. Jordan, what's your favorite subject in school? Uh, probably math or history. Math history. I can't remember. Are you a senior? I'm a junior. Okay, so you don't have to worry about college quite yet. Not yet. Do it's you, coming close though. Any idea of what you want to go into? Uh, physical therapy. That'd okay. be a nice thing to go into. Okay. What about your most embarrassing moment? Um, I'd have to go with another winter story. As Isaac said, the Greenway f- um, gets flooded a little bit in the winter, and then all the water freezes and then goes back low again. But there's a low spot in the Greenway, and we were out there running one time. It was all icy, and I thought I could jump the gap between the far side of where the, where the path went down and then where we were at. But I didn't make it so far, and I had a right smack dab in the middle of the creek bed, pretty much. And I was shoulder deep in ice cold water. <laughs> I had to run all the way back. That's not good. No, but it was okay. I never quite understand that when you fall in ice water, it's not good. But then when you have an injury, they put you in ice water. <laughs> it's supposed to make you feel better. I felt really cool. I felt like a popsicle. <laughs> and I, I lived, when I lived in Canada for a short time. They would have you run outside, and you would jump in the water, and then you would get back out, and you'd go in a, in a sauna. And it was supposed to clean out all your all your pores. Anyway, anyway, guys, thanks a lot. We're going to go into our Craigville Appliance Point After, and I took a little bit of liberty on this tonight because this is a high school sports show. But our Point After tonight is going to be a little bit of just very quickly, three minutes here, Michael. Uh Disappointment, uh, not surprise, um, in reference to, to Andrew Luck retiring from, <laughs> from the NFL. Okay. And uh, I'd just like to say as a, as a football fan that uh, I always enjoyed watching uh, Andrew Luck play football, his competitiveness, 
Uh, he put all his heart into uh, what he was doing. And uh, a lot of people that uh, were at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, is that still still a name? Do they have a different name yeah, now? Yeah, no, that's correct. Uh, that booed him when he announced his retirement. I just want to say, you know, shame on you. I mean, it's not your life. This is a, a young man who uh, has been injured for the last three, four seasons, and uh, he has every right uh, to retire when he wants to because his priorities are right. He wants to be able someday to, uh, when he has children, he wants to be able to lift his children up and into his arms. And uh, if he kept playing, I'm afraid that wouldn't be the case. So our, my point after tonight is hats off, Andrew Luck, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best in your, in your life after football. Yeah, so I was. It was interesting. I was watching college football Saturday night and saw something come across the screen about Andrew Luck, and I looked it up on my phone, and sure enough, that he had retired and and whatnot. And I was very surprised. Told my wife, and we were just like, "Wow!" And I think some of the things you learned from it, yeah, disappointment in the fans, disappointment in too how the whole process came about and it, how it got out ahead of time during the game. And you know, the, I'm sure the Colts personnel knew about it before Saturday and uh, could have been handled a little better I think but um, yeah definitely his choice and people that say it's poor timing well you know when he's not doing well emotionally mentally and physically right well you know take it to when you get a cold it's never when we want to you know it's never perfect timing neither is this Um, but he made the best decision for him and his family and future and um, you know I'm I haven't had my fantasy football draft yet so I didn't pick him and have to worry about that like some people do. But, again, that's a minimal thing, obviously. But there's people out there that are upset about that too, you know. Um, but it'll just be interesting to see what happens. I'm I'm a Packers fan, so it doesn't affect me in a personal way like my friends who are Colts fans. But um, it'll be interesting what happens. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank each, each one of you guys for uh, setting the time aside to come up here with us. Coach. Thanks uh, for coming up. Always a pleasure to see you. And I want to wish you guys good luck in uh, the rest of the season. And uh, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors for uh, making this show possible and uh, the support of uh, high school athletics in Adams and Wells counties. And want to remind you, we'll be back here next week, Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. And our guest next week will be the girls' golf team from South Adams. So, Michael, you better have some questions ready for for golf i will have some questions my forte so anyway thank you thanks again for tuning in and we'll uh, talk to you again next week